Good afternoon and welcome to Chargers Outside Zone. I'm Chuck. I'm Thomas. And today we're going to take an early look at the 2022 Kansas City Chiefs. But yes, um, Thomas wanted to talk about something that was upcoming, uh, looking at next Saturday. We are having our second interview of our career. Yeah, so shortly after we posted the uh, Bold Predictions episode, uh, Connor Orr reached out on on Twitter, and we're going to try and get him on the show. Let's see. It should be pretty exciting. Uh, We are definitely in prep mode. Uh, and are going to be reaching out to him here real soon and yes. and setting that up. So something to look forward to. Yes. And with that, uh, just our re- reminder, this is a father-son hobby. We are not experts, and we stay away from hot takes. And with that, we now get into the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, not, the first... Not, n- not a lot of movement with the first thing you see, see in the front office in the coaching staff. Yeah, so the coaching staff remains in in place. You know, there every off season there's talk of Eric Bieniemy potentially picking up a, a, a coaching head coaching job. spot, but he finds himself back in Kansas City. Uh, defensive coordinator uh, Steve Spagnola, um, and working for Andy Reid. And yes. uh, I think, you know, I have at the top there same old regime in Kansas City. With them getting to four consecutive AFC championship games, it's something's working there. Seems to be working just fine for them. Um, the general manager is Brett Veach. Um, we don't know if he just runs the scouting department and Andy Reid makes all the decisions. Uh, I'm sure he has plenty of input though, uh, but that's who it's that general manager. Um, and I guess obviously that. You have to work well with Andy Reid if you're going to be in the uh, yes Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff or or in their front office. Yes, I mean that. Uh, one of their big moves this off season. I'm sure everyone is quite aware. Uh, they went ahead and traded Tyreek Hill for a lot of uh, a lot of draft capital. Draft capital on the. Uh, the Dolphins front. Yeah. So the Dolphins sent the Chiefs five draft picks, 2022, first, second, fourth, and then 2023, a fourth and a sixth. All for one Tyreek Hill. Obviously, the Dolphins it did a contract extension for Tyreek, uh, making him uh, very well paid. Um, yes. And it seems as though the Chiefs wanted to – not carry that high yeah. high salary cap charge or 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 pay Tyreek that much money. But uh the head coach says any wide receiver can fit in that system. Yeah, so. he says that his uh offense is wide receiver agnostic. Uh one way to find out is to uh not is to trade Tyreek Hill. Is to trade the fastest wide receiver in the league yeah. uh, that your entire offense was, you know, was predicated off of, uh, and see how it works. Yes, I call. <laughs> we don't usually do this, but I call that dumb. <laughs> you know, honestly, when it comes to the trade itself, um, I, you know. 
obviously this is a, a Madden style trade. Um, uh, when it was announced, ve- I ve- hated both sides of it. Very Madden esque. Yeah, trade. I I didn't like the the Chiefs moving on from Tyreek Hill, and I didn't like the Dolphins giving up all the draft capital. Uh, then you sit on it for a little bit and you talk to your, yourself into, okay, I can see why the Chiefs did it. Uh, it makes sense for the Dolphins, flashy, um, you know, adding to the room, Mike McDaniel, um, you know, and, and Tyreek Hill's happiness, wanting to go back to, you know, South Florida and uh, getting paid uh, for him. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, I still... I still struggle with this from both sides, and even there, though I can see why yeah. both sides did it. Go There's ahead. two sides of the coin. Uh, how will Patrick Mahomes, and we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll we'll touch on a uh, lot of this in, in, in the, towards the end. A lot of this later, but how will Tyreek? Oh, I think Tyreek's going to flourish uh, wherever he goes. He is... 30 close to 30 um at some point speed's gonna fall off but um i i mean i can't imagine anybody sees that happening anytime soon. anytime soon so that's the tyreek hill trade uh in free agency and other offseason moves so they they took a shot at juju smith schuster um in the 2021 offseason uh this time they took another shot they bring him in Big slot, obviously played five years in Pittsburgh. Um, will finally uh, move from, you know, maybe a, a, a Ben Roethlisberger at the end of his uh, career to a fresh arm Patrick Mahomes, and, and we'll see what that does to Juju's uh, yes. stats. Um, he but may, if um, I venture to guess, I think his stats will be better. Yeah, well, and he was injured last year, but... But also he may uh, he may take some of those um, targets away from Travis Kelsey. Yes, uh, playing in that big slot, competing with a tight end. But um, you, oh. you know maybe they wanted to reduce a little bit of Travis Kelsey's workload. We'll see. Uh, they also went out and got running back Ronald Jones uh, from Tampa Bay, safety Dion Bush, cornerback Lonnie Johnson. They. Triple dipped here. Uh, I have all those numbers wrong. My apologies. They're not all wearing number 11. Um, But they triple dipped from the Texans. I'm not sure that's a great strategy, but they brought in Lonnie Johnson, Justin Reed, and Jaron Christian. Uh, Not really. (laughs) Brought in linebacker Elijah Lee, defensive line Taylor Stallworth, wide receiver Justin Watson, linebacker Jermaine Carter, and then... um, who is wearing number 11. They brought in wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scanling, obviously formerly of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so, so we'll see how he... So another Aaron Rodgers departure wide receiver-wise. Yeah, and we'll we'll see if he picks up where he left off in Green Bay uh, and trying to fill that that giant hole Tyreek Hill is, is leaving. Um the players that they moved on from uh, is mostly the, defense. Well, yeah, in in the YouTube video, uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'll, I'll touch on it. On the YouTube video, I'm showing a percentage next to the name of defensive players, 
And that's the percentage of snaps that they played in 2021. Uh, and as we start reading through this, these are some big numbers. Uh, so people that have left the Kansas City Chiefs starts with, you know, Tyreek Hill being traded. But now safety Tyron Matthew is no longer there, and he played 89% of the snaps. Defensive lineman Jaron Reed played 63% of the snaps. Edge Melvin Ingram, 52% of the snaps. And he really changed that defense, um, you know, pushing Chris Jones back inside, and and the defense played much better, uh, you know, post-Melvin Ingram trade than pre-Melvin Ingram trade. Um Corner Chavarius Ward, uh, Charvarius Ward, if sixty-seven uh, percent, Mike Hughes forty-five percent, safety Daniel Sorensen sixty-two uh, percent, and the other thing about Daniel Sorensen, um, always seems to be making those plays that are really annoying to uh, the the fans of the team that are playing the Chiefs, right? Yes. Um, you know, getting that third down stop, that fourth down uh, fumble that, you know, just somehow, some way, just always being that annoying player that you think you can take advantage of, but he ends up making the play. But he, he was on the field 62% of the sna- snaps for them last year, uh, but they've moved on from him. Why? Um, that yeah. seemed random. Yeah, good question. Uh, wide receiver Byron Pringle. Uh, who named their child Pringle? Well, I think that's his last name. That's that's just a joke. It's a fan. <laughs> but every <laughs> uh, running back Daryl Williams is now gone. It's... Wide receiver Demarcus Robinson, center Austin Blythe, safety Armani Watts. He didn't play very many snaps for them. But linebacker Anthony Hitchens, fifty-three percent. Ben Neiman, forty-nine percent. And Edge, Alex Okafor, 41%. That's a lot of snaps. Yes. Uh, just kind of shocking. That All that data um, came from over the cap, uh, looking at the Chargers offseason moves, and, and that's where who had the, the snap percentage. And, but they have a – this defense, is, uh, you know, Steve Spagnuolo is still in place, and we'll get into that. But that's a tremendous number of snaps there. That And I would have kept Pringle. Potentially. Well, I mean, you're going to see here in a second they got plenty of, of wides but uh, in camp. But just just to uh, get yeah. some of that familiarity. Keeping keeping some known faces in the room for yes. Patrick Mahomes. Good idea. And so with their draft picks uh, in that draft capital that they got from the Miami Dolphins, they put it to good use. They, and, they used it a lot on defense. Yeah. Uh, they took their 29th pick, bundled it up, and moved up with uh, the Patriots and took cornerback Trent McDuffie out of Washington. Uh, at pick 30, their pick edged George Karloftis out of Purdue. Round two, pick 54, wide receiver Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. Uh, he's there to help potentially uh, be some of that replacement for Tyreek Hill. Round two, pick 62, safety Brian Cook out of Cincinnati. Round three. Now, I, I d- didn't watch anything. Yeah, no worries. On him. 
Uh, round three, pick 103, they took linebacker Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin. Uh, that was somebody, you know, that I had was kind of hoping might be there for the Los Angeles Chargers to pick at, at pick 123. Yep. Um, but that did not happen. Yes. But, uh, oh, well. Um, oh, well. So now we have to face him twice a year. Great. Uh, round four, yes. pick 135, cornerback Joshua Williams at a small uh, school, Fayetteville State. Uh, plenty of uh, athleticism there, I think. Round five, pick 145, tackle Darian Kennard out of Kentucky. Another one of those Kentucky linemen uh, being drafted. Round seven, three picks at 243, corner Jalen Watson out of Washington State. Running back Isaiah Pacheco. Out of Rutgers at 251 and 259 safety, Nazi Johnson out of Marshall. Um, the when I look at this list, I can see, you know, Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, Sky Moore, getting plenty of uh, snaps and yes, uh, definitely preseason and then uh, being. You know, contributors. We'll see how much early, and then how the you know it, it trends out. But honestly, I see this more as um, stocking the cupboard for twenty twenty three and beyond. Yes. Um, um, these guys. It looks like they got brought in plenty of talent um, that they're going to you know try to coach up. Uh, maybe they don't contribute in twenty twenty two as much as. You know, maybe some other uh, draft picks, um, but man, they they lo- I think they loaded up for the future, uh, taking a shot with Leo Chanel, Joshua Williams, um, and uh, yeah, yes. The the other thing uh, that you probably aren't noticing is their their jersey numbers. Yes, by far the best jersey numbers of the. Four teams in the division. Sky Moore, wide receiver, wearing number 24. Amazing. Okay. Safety Brian Cook, rocking the number six. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, round seven, pick 251. They, they didn't let that number 10 collect dust. He's, he's wearing Tyree Kill's number 10, so he'll have plenty of jerseys in the stands. Now, I... I find that kind of mean on the the Chiefs front. Well, we'll see. But running back wearing a number 10. And then round seven pick 259 safety on the defense. Rocking the number 13. Yeah. Uh, definitely a lot of good stuff in there uh, number-wise. and But... You know, obviously they're going to have to put on the jerseys, and and we're going to have to see how they play. Yes. Uh, but it, just an it, interesting look. It at is some not of the a numbers. jersey. That's that's not how you win uh, games. Competition. It's not who's no, your favorite jersey. No style points for jersey no, numbers. No, no style. No, the, not the the refs don't uh, throw flags on terrible. Yeah, understood. But yeah. I still like it a lot. <laughs> it's kind of weird that you pointed it out, though. Yeah. Still. Uh, so let's move on to the offense 
and uh, take a look here at now, what they currently have on the 90-man roster. This is 47 of uh, 47 of the 90 men on the roster yes. is, is on the offensive side. Um, 13 wide receivers. Yeah, just a mess of wide receivers and, you know, kind of almost a a college uh, all-star team of wide receivers we'll get into here in a second. But obviously their roster starts with number 15, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Yes. He's backed up by Chad Henney. Obviously they're not paying Chad Henney uh, to take meaningful snaps. Yes, they're, they're basically paying him to just hold the clipboard. Well, that and, and you know, to prep Patrick Mahomes, give him good advice uh, on the sideline uh, during yes. games. So uh, he stays with them. Shane Bouchelle out of SMU is with them this year. And Dustin Crum. So I imagine one of those guys lands on the practice squad um, or maybe the back end of the 53. And, uh, you know. Do you think they're carrying four quarterbacks? No, I think they'll just carry, you know. Carry three. Mostly mostly three uh, with maybe that third one heading to the practice squad. But we'll see. At running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, is the headliner with uh, free agent signing Ronald Jones. I imagine they're going to want to get him on the field and and split some carries with Daryl Williams gone. And um, yes, yes. Uh, doesn't that hurt the first running back? Um, I think. Uh, you know, the opinion, I, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a great running back. Um, but I think you want to catch him a break in games and uh, not have a huge workload throughout the season. Okay. Um, so you think they just signed a secondary running back to... Yeah. Um, they also signed Derek Gore, uh, drafted Isaiah Pacheco, as we said before. They're carrying Jerry and Ely. I think he was an undrafted free agent out of Mississippi. They are carrying. They list him as a wide receiver slash running back. And uh, so, uh, you all right there? A little sleepy? No. All right. You do. You do. Am, I, am I boring you with talk about Jerry and Ely? No. The uh, the one thing about him is he's listed as wide receiver slash running back. Um, I imagine with all the wide receivers that they have that he'll be in the running back room. Uh, we'll, we'll see how he plays out. But yes. uh, And then Tyon Fleet Davis at six in the running back room. That'll be cut down. Uh, maybe somebody lands on a practice squad. Fullback Michael Burton. And then seven tight ends. I, I do think they have a potential to carry four, four tight ends um, with Travis Kelsey bringing back Blake Bell. Uh, Noah Gray's there, Jody Fortson, um, and uh, and then three others, Jordan Franks, Matt Bushman, and Mark Vital. Wide receivers, like we said, 13 of them. You know, the speedster, McCole Hardman, um, is really the only name that's familiar to this team and has played meaningful snaps in the past. I would have kept, like, Two. Yeah. 
Him um, plus. But they went ahead and brought in Marquez Valdez, Scanling, Juju Smith-Schuster, drafted Sky Moore, signed Justin Ross as a UDFA. Now, you know, Justin Ross has the uh, neck, spinal cord, um, issue, surgery, sat out, is back. Uh, nobody drafted him because they were scared of taking the risk. Um, you know, as a UDFA, if he makes the team, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see where the risk comes in anymore. Great story. Yeah, great story if he makes the team. Uh, definitely a- wishing him luck because – when he landed at Clemson, he was a he was a great wide receiver. He sh- should have been a Las Vegas Raider because that that was a roll of the dice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, to my surprise, they they're carrying two um, two ex Baylor wide receivers and Josh Gordon, who's still with them, and former first rounder Corey Coleman finds his way onto a. Uh, an off-season roster. Uh, Clemson wide receiver Cornell Powell, West Virginia University wide receiver Gary Jennings, and then i got to be honest, I'm not familiar with Justin Watson, Darius Fountain, Omar Bayless, Matthew Sexton. Uh, not sure how this uh, roster is going to shake out the depth chart, uh, but we'll see. I'm not as well. A lot of names, uh, and... Uh, you know, they're not going to be able to carry all 13, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a 53-man roster. Yeah. Their, not... their entire offensive line, uh, starting offensive line returns. From left to right, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Lucas Niang. Um, but obvious, at some point. Obviously, have... Creed Humphrey had a brilliant rookie season. Trey Smith right next to him. Um, played very well uh, for the Chiefs last year. Um, but at some point, they'll have to re-sign uh, Marcus Brown. Orlando Brown? Or Orlando Brown. Yeah, they, that's the one um, bit, of, bit of business that they have to take care of. Yes. Uh, then the others, Nick Allegretti, Andrew Wiley, Darian Kennard, the draftee, Prince Tega Winoga, uh, Mike Caliendo, Vitali German, Garen Christian, Christian, who was signed for the Texans. Uh, you think they'd try to get him onto the roster if he went out and signed him. Roderick Johnson, Chris Glazier, Daryl Williams, and Austin Ryder. But uh, that's that's pretty heavy uh, list of of offensive line on a 90-man roster. But yes. I'm sure they'll whittle it down. Uh, you know, in the preseason. Yes. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, uh, you got Chris Jones and Derek Naughty, who are likely starters for them on the defensive line, backed up by Kalen Saunders. Uh, and then four people trying to find roster spots, Taylor Stallworth, Cortez Broughton, Tershawn Wharton, Kahindi Ogini Hassan. Um, so really need to find some rotational depth there. Uh, right now it – it appears uh, from an outside perspective that you only have three, and maybe that doesn't matter in their style of defense, rotating defensive ends. But uh, again, we don't know. We'll We're find not out. Experts. Defensive ends. Frank Clark is back. Uh, they drafted George Karloftis. 
Uh, He'll then, find roster spot. Yes. And then Shalik Calhoun out of Michigan State uh, several years ago. But other than that, uh, not any names that I recognize in Mike Dana, Austin Edwards, Malik Herring, and Joshua Kondo. Uh, Kando. Um, so really, I mean, Frank Clark and George Karloftis are really going to have to uh, you, know, you know, play well for them. Uh, they, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do depth wise across that, you, you know, front three or four, uh, you know, mix of defensive tackles and defensive ends will be interesting to see, uh, linebackers. They're pretty deep running for, uh, Nick Bolton, Willie Gage, Jermaine Carter, Leo Chanel, uh, and then four others tried to find roster sp- spots, Elijah Lee, Darius Harris, Jock, Jake, or excuse me, Jack Cochran and Mike Rose. Um, and if you thought their wide receiver room was full, their corner room is out of chairs. There's no way they have this many chairs for them to sit down <laughs> in their room. Some uh, are sl- s- sitting on the floor. Yeah. Some are sitting on the floor. S- standing outside in the hallway looking in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Begging coach for, hey, can today I have a chair? Um, they have 14 corners, cornerbacks slash defensive backs in that cornerback room. Corners are like wide receivers. Yeah, but, I mean, this is a big list. Uh, they do return Legereus Sneed, who should have an outside uh, corner role, uh, starting role for them. Draft pick Trent McDuffie. They brought in Lonnie Johnson. Uh, DeAndre Baker, who was a, a draft pick of the New York Giants, who had some off-field uh, issues, yes. um, who's now there. Rashad Fenton, uh, their other draft pick, Joshua Williams, and then you know two other draft picks, Nazi John, Nazi Johnson, Jalen Watson, and then Zane Anderson, Luke Barco, DiCaprio. Bud- Bottle, Brandon Dandridge, Nasir Greer, Devin Key. I have no idea how that's going to shake out. Uh, they have plenty of no recognizable idea. names to fill the roster. Maybe some of those draft picks uh, find it their way to the practice squad and you see them next year. Uh, safety room is kind of light. Maybe they took the chairs out of the safety room and shifted them over yes. to the corner room. Because yes. they're only carrying Maybe you know, they four on the new roster. Chairs. <laughs> um here's where they yeah free safety justin reed from the from the texans uh juan thornhill is back um you know his running mates are not uh you, you know i think juan had some struggles maybe getting on the field early but then you know i think played okay last year yes. or, or pretty well they signed Dion Bush and drafted Brian Cook. Um, my apologies for misspelling Thornhill there. Uh, did not catch that. Um, they're specialists. They only have one punter, one kicker, one long snapper. So obviously they're pretty happy uh, with who they have in those positions. Tommy Townsend, Harrison Butker, uh, and James Winchester. So Maybe they use the chairs in the, in the special teams room. Could be. 
Um, so that's their 90-man roster, and that's that's all 90 of them listed. Uh, we will obviously see how they progress through uh, the preseason, the cut down to 85, the cut down to 80, and then eventually to 53, and how this thing shakes out from initial to, you know, week one roster, if you will. But always in, for, for me, it's always interesting to take a look at this at this point. Um just to to see some areas of weakness, see what you know that team needs to focus on, and and yeah, they. I mean, this defense has a lot of snaps to replace. Yes. All right. So, so our three, our big three topics for the Kansas City Chiefs. Incoming joke. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill. No, we we have another one, but no. we thought it would be funny to tease this. Incoming joke. Yeah. Um, it is a big deal, and we will talk about it a little bit. But uh, the big three topics, uh, the first one's a question. Has the NFL solved Patrick Mahomes? Um, he did play in his fourth consecutive AFC championship game, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, but they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals not once but twice. They lost at home uh, in that AFC championship game. They were be able to beat Buffalo to get there in just a – an amazing game. Um, but that's uh, why they changed the overtime rules. Yeah. For that game. But you, you know, you're seeing a, uh, even the chargers potentially playing more too high safety looks against uh, Patrick and others in the league. Yes. Um, having versatile, uh, flexible secondaries uh, where you can try to confuse not only Patrick Mahomes, but all the other quarterbacks that you're going to face. Um, but but I think that for me, yes, uh, I think the the amazing part that the Cincinnati Bengals did was that make it to the well Super Bowl. In- well, was that the second half in that AFC Championship game where? You were playing enough coverage where they, the Cincinnati Bengals were playing enough coverage, uh, rushing three, rushing four, getting pressure with Trey Hendrickson and, and the others on, Confusing you know. Confusing Patrick Mahomes. Well, and and not letting him scramble for yards. He he's he just started turning in circles and, and getting sacked and looking yes. pretty terrible and almost human, if you will. Yes, not um, Superman. Yeah, so, so we obviously have technically found the kryptonite. Yeah, so it is is that too high safety look that has some man zone hybrid schemes on the back end with rushing three or four, um, with one of those maybe even being a spy and just uh, you know slow rushing him. Um, and, and, and obviously, sorry if my mic popped there, but, um, obviously Patrick Mahomes is looking at that same tape, uh, trying to figure out ways for him to get better, um, and to not just start turning in circles and, yes. and getting sacked. So, yes. but, uh, we, I, I don't think it's a long-term solved Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, uh, he's going to get his yardage. He's going to get his uh, touchdowns. Uh, just can you contain him? Yes. But the other aspect of, of, of that offense is moving on from Tyreek Hill. 
Um, when we watch games of the Kansas City Chiefs, yes, the commentators will always say that you know you have that speed of Tyreek Hill. He runs this. Just go this, up and this, grab it. Somewhere between a, a crossing route and a post route to like clear out the defenses for a Travis Kelsey to catch something underneath. Um, you, you know, now all that speed is gone. Um, and, you know, Marquez Valdez Scandling comes in, McCole Hardman, how, how much of his game translates into Tyreek? Is he still able to pull that off? Like we talked about earlier, Andy Reid says his offense is wide receiver agnostic. We'll um, see if it's proven or if it's not yeah. this year. Um, I One potential is that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe this forces Patrick Mahomes to look at all different, his wide receivers and tight ends people. as targets. Uh, that could be scary. Crazy, crazy theory. Uh, defenses not, um, not you know hyper focused on Tyreek Hill. So where do you put your focus? Obviously, the good part for the Chargers, um, they p- play him twice a year. Well, and they play him game two this year, right? That Thursday night game. Uh, so you're gonna see the Chiefs play somebody. Uh, you're gonna have that tape. Um, the defense is trying to replace all those snaps. Uh, no Tyree kill. And, uh, you know, that, you know, all those new pieces learning the offense. And, yes. Uh, might be a good time to strike. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, moving on to top big three topic. Uh, number three, no honey badger who's now in new Orleans and no Melvin Ingram. And you saw all the other changes and the snap counts. How is this defense going to look? Going to look in game one, and how is it going to develop uh, throughout the season? Is is it going to be good enough uh, to stop teams? I mean, Chris Jones is good enough to you know to wreak havoc on an offense. Yeah. Um, but uh, but are they going to be able to stop teams, or is Patrick Mahomes and his new weapons going to have to outscore everybody? I would venture, yes, the first game outscore everybody. The second game probably outscore. That's the important one. That second one is the is the Chargers, but yeah, yeah, and then um, and then maybe they finally find their stride. Maybe they pick somebody up near the trade deadline. Um, I doubt that they go away quietly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So those are the three big uh, things that we see for the Kansas City Chiefs. Has the NFL solved Patrick Mahomes? You, you know, maybe maybe he struggles a little bit more, but, you know, comes up with something new. Uh, moving on from Tyreek Hill, does that, you know, spread the targets out more? Um, and, and, you know, does McCole Hardman, does Marquez Valdez-Scanling, Juju, how do they split his uh, targets? And then that defense. And, and uh, another big question that I just thought about, does it hurt Tyreek Hill more to not have Patrick Mahomes or Patrick Mahomes not to? Well, from a Kansas City 
Chiefs' perspective, Tyreek is no no longer there, so they have to deal with who's in the room. Yeah. Um, from the outside, from you know, just watching the NFL as a fan, um, you know, I I think Tyreek is going to be just fine in Miami. Yeah. Um, somebody will, you know, Mike McDaniel uh, mm. will find a way to get the ball in his hands. And because uh, you can also throw short, run long with Tyreek Hill, right? Yes. So I just threw that in just to. So the big question is uh, I think you had the Raiders finishing fourth in the AFC West. You had the Denver Broncos finishing third in the AFC West. That only leaves two spots. And we'll determine where you think the Chargers will finish as well with this next uh, prediction, if you will. Where did the Kansas City Chiefs finish in the 2022 I think it's a close second. A close second. So that would have the Chargers winning the AFC West? Yes, but by... Slim slim, margins. Slim. Yeah. Slim. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody from the AFC West is really going to run away and take that number one seed and get the bye. Yes. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, pretty tight. Um, and uh, you, you know, the team that uh, gets out of the gate well and then finishes strong, obviously, um, you know, tighter just might, than a suit jacket. Yeah, just might. Uh, just trying to outlast everybody, right? Yes. So that's our review of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, if you've made it this far, obviously we thank you for thank you tuning in to Chargers Outside Zone. We would appreciate if you went ahead and subscribed to the channel, like, like the, video, the video, turn on notifications. Um, on Twitter at LAC Outside Zone, uh, give us a follow there. And uh, feel free to email us, chargersoutsidezone at gmail.com. And like we said, uh, we'll pump out a, a, an episode on Tuesday, uh, but then we're going to try to uh, get Sports Illustrated's Connor Orr to join us, maybe for Saturday, uh, but depending upon his schedule, we'll see when he's available and uh, bring, bring that episode for you. Yes. And with that, have a great weekend. Take care. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.